Come on in, guys. And we're here for the merge episode of Survivor 43, Matt and Jared talking llama. And we were just talking, Jared. It turned into or it went from a pretty nothing episode for about the first 30, 35 minutes into just all of the nonsense happening all at once. Yeah, I I still don't really know what to make of everything. I did not I did not end up watching who voted for who. Uh maybe you'll have some insight on that but i was like i was pretty scared the first segment where well i'll explain the reasoning why as we're going along here but i was like it was like setting up to be a real downer of an episode well what made you say that just how just kind of by the book it was nothing was really happening no it was it was more like the or downer that someone like cody was going to go home no, no, um, no, I have faith. Cody, Cody's not going anywhere. Uh, I, it was when I forget, was it Owen w- wanted all the graphics at the bottom of the screen for like who has what? Oh, and yeah. Then they did that. And I was like, you're like, you're pointing out how stupid this is right now. Like, look at all the things everyone has, and you're just advertising that on your screen. Like, this is normal. Yep, I now that you mentioned that I had a similar thought that not that necessarily it was going to be bad this episode that there was going to be idols and vote steals and people not having a vote coming to bite them in the butt. Just the fact that all of those things existed at the same time was like this is everything that's that most or many fans dislike about the current iteration of the show and you're just putting it on a massive survivor billboard for everybody to see right now. And he was, he was reciting who had what, like he knew most of who had what, and it's like, well, what, what's the point then? Yeah. I did appreciate that. They said, Oh, and no advantage next to his name. Having a little yep, fun with it. That was good. But that was doesn't good. really, doesn't really soften the larger thing, but it's just one. If you're looking for positives, one little fun thing they did. Yeah. That was a good edit. I'll give him that. All right, well, let's jump into the episode. We skip the post-travel breakdown, um, which I was a little upset about. Like, Ryan was completely blindsided. <laughs> his his closest ally went home, and, and we get nothing about it. And can't, it's like, you can't none give of us you one care. or two minutes. We had, like, almost 15 minutes, I think, of tribal council. You couldn't give us one minute of Ryan's reaction to that vote? I Speaking of Geo, by the way... Uh, there's one thing I forgot to mention last time. I, I make notes when I read these player bios and I had like <laughs> some of my notes. I, I make myself laugh reading them. Cause I'm just so <laughs> cynical as I, as I write them. And it said, uh, it says he, he claims to be a combination of Boston Rob and Conkren, but not physical like Boston Rob. So 
I mean, though I can't think of like two more diametrically opposed <laughs> players and how they play the game. If you're taking away the, the physical part, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're I just mean, saying he's a, he's a nerdy Boston Rob, is that? I, or a Cochran who loves sports? <laughs> no, that would be great too. Um, yeah, I I read that and I was like, oh, so like Cochran like Cochran's not physical. So if you're like a cross of Boston Rob and Cochran, but not physical like Boston Rob, then you'd just be Cochran. But yeah, I guess strategically they're also different players, but I just like either, either way, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Anyway, small no, point, small no, point. It, it doesn't. Um, so they get the tree mail and we see Coco first. They get the, you know, drop your buffs games up to change. I loved Carla's reaction very reserved and just like, well, let's just kind of hold on for a second here. Because if we, if we learned anything the last two seasons, it's that we're semi merging. We're beginning the merging process. Nothing's official yet. Everybody else on all three tribes is just ecstatic, which I get being caught up in the moment. And maybe they just showed the initial excitement and people did kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but you've got to realize that it's not going to be as easy as just, here's the merge your merge now yeah and the weirdest part was that like throughout the season they've talked about things that happened in 41 and 42 where they're like yeah we know we know that this might be coming because we saw this in 41 and then like it says drop your buffs and they're like yeah (laughs) and it's such a major part it's not it's not some (laughs) weird advantage that had like a goofy rule that you could easily miss or forget or misremember it's the merge (laughs) <laughs> yeah. arguably the thing of the game that changed the most. Yep. And they, and they just, they just bypass it. They just get happy. Carla, once again, great episode until the challenge. We'll get to that. That's a great moment from Jeff. Um, Let's see. Uh, we don't really get anything from Vessi. Not too much, at least for me, Baca, they all go to Baca's camp and, and Ellie gets the, the quote of death. Just talking about how well she's playing the game. That she's playing better than she could have ever imagined. She's in a great spot, which I love having those quotes to then go back on when they inevitably get voted out. But it's become such a tell that that person's going home that week. And I kept looking for other clues. Like Janine's idol was still out there to kind of mess things up for that. But that quote, it it felt too obvious that it was going to be Ellie just because of that. And I don't know. I don't know if more casual fans don't like pick up on that stuff, but there are enough fans that watch the show very closely, as close as we do, closer than us for sure. That as soon as they see that quote, they know, oh, Ellie's done. Well, I I might fall in the more casual fan group then, because like I don't like I hear that, and my first thought was not, oh, she's going home. My first thought was, no, she's not playing well. Like that's what struck me about the quote. Well, but. yep, there there was that too. And that was disappointing because we were both, I think at least both of us were very high in her after the premiere. And then she just kind of went. I mean, it's 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 easy to misjudge someone either way at on the premiere, but I, I had high hopes for her, and then she just kept proving that she's maybe not bad at the game overall, if she got more chances, but bad at this game, as at the Survivor 43 game. 
Yeah. Um, I, I guess, but well, back to the thing of, you know, the foreshadowing when you say something like that about yourself, uh, I, I'm a numbers guy. So I would like to see the total amount of times that that was said versus the amount of times that you are the next person voted out. And I'm guessing it's not as often as, as people would think it it's kind of like that, that supposed baseball phenomenon where I they know talk exactly about what you're going to say. If someone ends the inning on an incredible play they're there, they have to be the next person up to bat to lead off the next inning happens all the time. I remember there was even a sports illustrated article about that. And I remember I was playing on a, on a traveling team one summer and I did that. I made like a, a diving catch at second base, double the guy off at first. And I let off the next inning and my coach comes up to me. He goes, you know, this happens so often. And, and I literally told him, you know, coach, I just read an article in sports illustrated. It doesn't happen as much as people think it does. And he basically just, just like swatted me away. He's like, ah, come on. I'm trying to give you a moment here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's, that's always a good one too. I, I don't know if this one has the, uh, has the mainstream standing of that one, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I have not noticed it as much as some. Yeah. And it's probably the thing like the baseball play. It's you think it happens so often because you remember it when it does happen. Or like there's someone every episode or multiple people, every episode who are talking about how well they're doing. And then if one of them gets, gets out, you just forget about the other people who, who made it through. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, always, always good comedy when someone talks about how amazing they're playing and then they go on to have a horrific episode <laughs> they <laughs> get mean, they get bested by gabler yes i've got i've got i've got it in a, an opinion on an analogy on gabler that i Good. hope you agree with because you'll you'll very much love it if, if you agree with it i might um, love it even if i don't we'll, we'll get to it later though i gotta gotta time it right uh so we get to the challenge and earn the merges back and thankfully like we've discussed before no more hourglass twist praise the lord get that get that crap out of here the one thing about it is that it made it made more sense to do the earn the merge when there was another little twist along with it. I don't hate earn the merge. I don't like it. I'm just I'm just very much whatever about it. But it feels not that anything is necessary in Survivor, any twists or anything like that. But this feels especially unnecessary without some extra wrinkle added to it what do you think on that i still hate it yeah nothing nothing changed for me you know back in the day you used to earn the merge by just lasting one more episode <laughs> that's fair very fair do you do you ha- at least hate it less now that there's no hourglass tied to it uh it has become more pointless so uh i guess like if I had a liking of negative five, like it actively like hurt my perception of the game. Uh, now it's a zero where it, it contributes in no positive way whatsoever to it. Okay. That's fair. Hey, still an improvement though. They, they have the momentum. They have the momentum. Um, but yeah, it just seems kind of weird. They could easily do a challenge. First challenge is half the tribe wins the reward and they only get the merge feast. Cause that's really the only benefit. 
is I mean, half the tribe gets to eat, and then the the target, the merge votes are. This one was very chaotic. They're always chaotic in nature because of how many people are just kind of slammed together. And you you neuter that possibility to a degree by focusing the, the potential targets on so few people. And maybe they wanted more cohesion. They didn't want, I mean, I still to this day, the Survivor Borneo merge vote is one of my favorite votes in the show's history. Because like seven different people get votes. <laughs> we nobody almost knew, got there tonight. Nobody knew what to do. It was incredible. And I could see the show wanting to try to avoid that. Maybe that's why they want to focus it, that if only so many people can get votes, maybe there's going to be an idol or two in play and it just kind of focuses it a little more, which I, if that's the reason, I have no reason to think that is other than just kind of spitballing possibilities. I would much rather have the potential chaos. Yeah. Uh, I Well, back to another point you made. I think it sucks that they don't all get to eat. Like, that's that's ridiculous to me. I know it's it doesn't really it's not a strategy thing, but like. That's that's one of the big moments every season is everyone gets to go eat together. Yeah, I, w- I would prefer that. I I honestly like like you didn't say, but strongly implied. Give us the regular merge again. Just they get to the merge. They get to eat. Maybe once in a while they do the thing from was it game changers where like Brad and Ty to give up the someone had to voluntarily give up their food to get something. Can't remember how it worked, but they had to give up the food. If they want to throw in wrinkles like that, sure. But broad term, generally speaking, let them all eat. You get people together, you get people drinking, and as as Rob Cicernino tweeted tonight, that's why they give you alcohol at the merch feast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, well, we, yeah, we agree. The more people in one place and the more potential for chaos, the better. And uh, that's also a, a way that they reduce that. Yeah. We're jumping a little ahead. So we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the challenge quick here. And then we've got the Gabler show to get to. Um, so this was, I thought it was a great challenge. Nice and long and hard and physical. Loved it. Um, so it's two, te- two teams of six. Uh, remove a heavy pile of debris, free up a sled, drag the sled through stations, collecting crates along the way. Build the crates into a puzzle staircase to uh, climb up to get a set of keys. Then they got to get up a steep ramp with a, like a half, um, to call it a fireman's ladder. Or fi- what's that? What's that kind of rope ladder? Just rope ladder? I thought there was a specific name for it. But I'm not going to. Yeah, there is. But doesn't I'm matter. Gonna... The a rope ladder. People, people know what we're talking about. <laughs> Climb up that to get to the top of the of the the ramp to build a huge word puzzle. Winning team is safe at the merge. They get to eat. They get their safe travel council. Jeff specifically said, and no one can take can take this away from you. Now shout out Danny McRae for getting that one back. Um, and then someone from the losing team is next player voted out. Thirteen players left though. So Noelle draws the gray rock. She gets to she gets to back a team. Now we knew the hourglass was gone, but did you think with the odd number there was going to be anything additional to her backing a team, or or, or do you think that was going to be it? No, I thought there'd be something extra for sure. Yeah, so did I. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't really excited about finding out, but I again, yeah, I was not excited about finding out, but I might have been less excited when I realized they weren't going to do anything with it. Yeah, it's it seemed incredibly pointless. Push the merge 
a single day. Give us six v six. Yeah. It that this really didn't make any sense, but again, it's nothing that I'm gonna really complain about. If if you give me a choice, you know, binary yes or no, do you want them to do this this way or twelve? I'll say twelve, but I'm not really gonna, you know, bitch and moan well, about the way they did it. Yeah, not to not to keep going down different tunnels here, but like how many things are we gonna say that about until the show is just ruined? Like you keep adding stupid things like this where it's like, okay, yeah, it's a minor change, but I'm not really going to say anything about it. Like, Oh, compared to this, it's not as bad. And then before you know it, you've said that about like 20 things and it's not even the same show anymore. That that's a fair point. I don't, I think, yeah, personally, I'm, I'm pretty far away from that point because the, the changes here, if you go from, the way they did it now, 13 with the earn the merge and one odd person out for whatever reason, just to a straight 12 person merge, everyone's there. On my, I guess, enjoyment level, if you will, it's going to go up, but it's not going from like a 50% to a 90% in terms of how much I like it. It's going to be be minimal. Like, yes, one way is going to be better in my mind, but it's not going to be like a difference maker in the season or even in that particular episode necessarily. Yeah. But if, if every aspect is 4% and it just increases your enjoyment by 4% to get the regular merge back and there's enough things like that, you'll get, you'll get up to 90 before you know it. See, see the, the reason I am not as worried is because I've still mo- generally liked the casting they've done. I know you've been a little, little more down on it than i have but i but that's usually the big the biggest thing for me is if you give me a good cast they can mask faults in the game and maybe that's bad maybe you should have a bad cast with a with a poorly constructed game so production can kind of see what what they're working with but i'll take a good cast and so so mechanics over amazing mechanics and a boring cast who can't work within them well, the, the boring cast and bad ideas uh, is why we've never gotten the medallion of power back. This is true. Yep. It, it, I mean, that's <laughs> an awful, awful. Just sorry. So sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to. No, that's a great point. I mean, that's a really good point. It's a hated twist or mechanic, whatever you want to call it. And Nicaragua is not many people's favorite season. Not many people's top five, 10, 20 season. But yeah, it, okay. it might take a season like that where just nothing works and they really got to go back to the drawing board and look at it. But we're not there yet. That's maybe an off season or finale podcast uh, topic. Let's get back to to the the merge episode at hand here. So the two teams, again, we said Noel, Drew the Gray Rock. She's, she's out. Blue is Gabler, Jesse, Ryan, Janine, Dwight, and Carla. Red is Cassidy, James, Ellie, Sammy, Owen, Cody. I was thrilled to see Gabler and Ellie on different teams. Because that's really the only real rivalry that we've gotten so, or that we have right now. And if they were on the same team, now if they're both on the losing team, that could be fun. But when they're separate and you know one is going to be safe, it makes their target choice that much more obvious. Yeah, I wasn't 
uh, I'll let you keep going. I wasn't expecting it to just like blow up immediately like that, though. Well, again, that's why they give you all call it the merge feast. <laughs> yeah, because Gabler, Gabler pulled the Gabler, and it was incredible. Uh, the blue team wins. Dwight, Dwight, and Janine, big comeback at the puzzle, um, securing those seven players' safety. And we get back to the merge camp, and. Unless I missed it, they didn't give the the merge tribe a name yet, have they? I must have missed it too, but I, don't I know, know the I know the first Chiron just said merge camp, and I don't think I ever saw them give a name. So I'm sure that'll happen next week. Um, so this was pretty complicated, I thought, because it it moved so quickly that we didn't get a a lot of chance before the challenge for them to discuss plans and alliances i think i think a lot of people at that point were a little more reserved they they knew there was no there were no buffs there was no jeff there was no there was no anything so they kind of knew this was coming or something like this was coming so i feel like people didn't really want to tip their hand too much before they had to um so the the drawback to that from the viewer standpoint is it's like a dam breaking just all of this plans and alliances and pent up energy just comes bursting out all at once that you have to get through in about 15, 20 minutes before tribal council. So it came out to fast and furious. Um, so basically if I've got it down correctly. Ellie wants to work with the Vessi group. She wants to go back a Vessi as like a super majority. I think she called it, which makes sense. They would have, have the pretty clear, strong numbers. Um, so she wants to go after either Cassidy or James with um, Cody or who's the other one is the D decoy because i wrote down james but that's obviously wrong cody or somebody is a decoy um she talks to cassidy cassidy or she wants to go after i messed up something here with my notes she wanted to go after cassidy or james right and then cody uh, yes and cody she told or... everyone cody but she wouldn't tell them cody but she implied cody uh very much so Yes, and it, it worked out for her because Cassidy told Ellie that she feels closer to James, um, or she didn't feel really close to Cody, um, so Cody should be the target. And James doesn't feel great about Ellie, basically because she just hem and hot her, her way to getting to Cody. She said, well, I don't want to vote out this person. don't want to vote out these people. I like this person. So I don't, don't want to vote them out. So that just kind of leaves us with, with whoever. And he's just like, yeah, she doesn't want to work with me, and I don't want to work with her, so whatever. Good on James. Good good, easy read there, I thought, but good to still make make the correct read. Um, Then we get to the feast, and no oh boy, this is where it gets good. Ryan, first of all, another... another... <laughs> he really got bailed out in, in this one, because that was like an all-time bad idea. Dude, so lucky that he was safe. And maybe he wouldn't have said it if he wasn't safe right now, but he just says... Yeah, this could be the final seven. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could, but you were randomly chosen together for one challenge, which you which you won. Good for you. No reason to <laughs> to put out a final seven alliance pitch right then and there, just like and out of nowhere too, just out of out of nowhere, just kind of like blurted it out. Yep, uh, <laughs> there's. There's a funny, there's a stand-up joke um, about the phrase, one thing led to another. And uh, this was like, 
uh, you know, them all getting put together and all of a sudden, you know who the final seven are. Who Who's the comedian? It's Brian Regan. Oh, it's like, is that in one of the ones we've watched? Yeah. He's like, uh, something about like Adolf Hitler had a tough childhood. One thing led to another <laughs> and the United States dropped an atomic bomb on the nation of Japan. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that that man is amazing, Brian Regan, <laughs> incredible comic. If you yeah. haven't seen his stuff, he's he's terrific. He's <laughs> what's what's the it's hyperbole of uh, epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> what you mispronounced what a... every word in your show. <laughs> well, if that isn't the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Brian Reagan. Well, what a sorry. guy. I, no, that, that, I'm in some that's kind of always mood tonight. A, that's always a good tangent to go off of. I mean, uh, the episode was chaotic. The, the ep, our episode can be chaotic too. Why not? Yeah, one thing led to another though, and and Ryan had his final seven. Yes, and you've got to think people are gonna file that away and keep that in mind. Is like, what is this guy thinking? For I mean, he keeps proving he's just not very good at this game. I like him just fine. I I, I like him as a person. He seems, he seems like a like a fun player to watch. But grasp on the game maybe isn't isn't quite there. Yep, yep. Um, I yeah, and and obviously you know his one alliance that he had kind of got blown up too. So maybe he's grasping, but just, just going for it. Yep. And then so then they get to talking about the vote, and everyone's like, "Well, I'm with these people, so I'm gonna vote them out." Everyone's kind of listing their alliance, which basically takes so takes everybody off the table as a possible vote. Great, we're nowhere. And then our good buddy Gabler <laughs> just goes, "Yeah, I mean, Ellie went through my bag on day three, so I'm not going to forget that." <laughs> and everyone just like, "Okay, I guess our plan is Ellie now, out of nowhere, thanks to Gabler." And then, and of course, Ellie's number one ally, Janine, is what six feet away from Gabler. Yeah, as yeah. As, as he says this, and. And she, I don't know what she was thinking because her reaction seemed to be she was pissed because she thought Gabler was going to work with them. Not that she, not that he blew up their spot and revealed that, but that it was that she, it almost seemed to me like she felt like an ally was betraying her. Is that how you read it? Her reaction, I mean? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I. <laughs> sorry, I'm. I'm just trying to process this all in my head. Um, go ahead, continue. I mean, it, it was it was wild. <laughs> I mean, it's in, it's great for the fans because do you remember what what Gabler's confessional quote was about this? Oh gosh, it was. There was one. I was gonna text it to you. I feel like we're definitely on the same page here. <laughs> though goes, it was hilarious. He goes by. By throwing out Ellie's name, I was trying to throw out Ellie's name. Uh, that's, that's, that's one actually that, not the that's one. That's the that, one that caught me. Okay. It's just also incredible. Yeah, that's not the one I was thinking of. Uh, oh, no, my, my favorite one was later. Um, but uh, Ellie was talking to him about throwing her name out. And they like had this big, long conversation. And he goes, uh oh yeah because she's talking about like 
you told everyone that I went through your bag. And then like, as they're wrapping up the conversation, he just casually throws in. And I'm not even sure that was me. Okay. So, so before that, she had said, you put my name on the chopping block. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And it was a response to that. <laughs> I'm not sure it was me. He goes, it was you. <laughs> I'm not even sure it was me. Oh, that, that was my favorite one. Yeah. I mean, so then we get back to, to camp with both groups together and all hell breaks loose. Um, so Dwight and Janine tell Ellie and Gabler, or I'm, I'm sorry, tell Ellie about Gabler revealing the bag thing, which Ellie just like denies. And I'm trying to think maybe, maybe if you're talking literally, I think Janine went through the bag, but it's not like Ellie's hands are clean in that. Yeah. I, I mean, she tried to like make it seem throughout the episode that she like never did anything to make Gabler upset. Yes. Cause then, cause then, um, then Ellie goes up to Sammy and Owen still denying that she went through the bag, even though at least Owen was literally right there. And again, maybe Ellie didn't put her hands physically in his bag, but effectively she, she went through his bag. Yes, she was in on it. She approved it, whatever you want to say. So, I mean, it's semantics, but that that was a weird defense. I can see maybe with other people, like maybe maybe she didn't want to tell Dwight she went through the bank. So she denied in front of him. But Sammy and Owen, they they know what happened. There's no point in denying it that strongly to them. So that part was weird. She really got into it. And then she goes up to Gabler. And so my analogy for Gabler I think he is Jameis Winston. I'm not sorry. I'm not I'm not dead quiet because uh, I don't like it. I'm 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 deciding how accurate it is. He's just gonna chuck the ball up to Chris Olave 60 yards down the field in triple coverage. He's gonna have the most hilarious turnovers you can ever imagine a quarterback to, to have. And you're going to enjoy every minute of watching him on the field. And every once in a while, he'll come up with a gem. That's just like, oh, yeah, that's why he was the number one pick. And that's why he won the Heisman Trophy. That's why people still still pay him all that money to play quarterback. And Gabler had some really good and points. And Jameis has like four back fractures now, too. And, and Gabler just kind of sits around. I didn't even consider that. It was even more accurate than I thought. But Gabler, this was until he forgot that he was the one who put Ellie's name on the chopping block. He had maybe his best point of the episode when Ellie. So Ellie is basically just giving him the business, just reaming him out. And basically she's saying, oh, we wanted to be Baca strong. You know, we're allies. And Gabler says, well, does Janine have an idol? And she says, yes. And Gabler says, well, you didn't share information with me that you share with other people when you had a chance to share it with me. And yet we're supposed to be allies, which was like not a bad shit. point. Like holy shit, Gabler, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, how the turntables there? Look at you with an Office reference, Mister Note, Mister. Do you watch the Office, or do you just know the know the one? Oh one no, I, I I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, this whole. I mean, this whole stretch of of show. Couldn't have been more than like five or six minutes. And it felt like so much just happened. Yeah. It was just uh, like that. 
to use another football analogy, this was the two minutes before halftime on red zone. Oh, what a, what a great time that is too. Just the best two minutes of the week, just constant or, or the witching hour for the, for the, (laughs) for the first games. Yeah. On a, on a good week, the witching hour is nuts. Um, but Ellie is, Ellie is kind of screwed. Now her potential saving grace is Janine's idol. Um, Janine, for some reason, trusts Gabler. This this part, I, I mean, I guess it goes back to her at the feast when she, again, it felt like to me she thought it was Gabler, an ally, betraying her and Ellie, his allies, which, from what we've seen on the show, couldn't be further from the truth. But she says to Ellie, you know, we've talked Gabler down. He's fine, but if we if I get a bad feeling, I'll give you my idol. And I no I thought, bad feelings were had. Just just sadness, which is can be a bad feeling, but and shock. Janine Janine's face was yeah. pure shock at that point. Which if that's your read on the game, I uh, I don't have high hopes. For well, they also the didn't think Gabler knew how to use an idol, so. Now, now what's going to be funny though is is next week his idol is done, um. So actually, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Actually, um. So he gets a tribal council, and unless there's anything else you want to talk about from the pre-tribal scramble. No, I'm curious to hear how Gabler's idol is done. That's news to me. So, so we get to tribal and they go through the talking, and it's all a bunch of convoluted nonsense over scrambling. And I was in this conversation, but not that conversation. Nobody knows anything. Got to be careful. Everything's crazy. So like, okay, whatever. Standard chaos merge. Get to the vote. And we we did hear Jeff say the words shot in the dark. So it does still exist, even though the players don't seem to, seem to think it does. Yep. Good reminder there too. Um, necessary, given how the season's gone so far. I thought that was a little hint. Because I don't even know that I've heard anyone say it. I thought that was a little just hint to the audience that, some, that someone was going to use theirs. Yes, but I'm glad they didn't. Now, so before the votes are read, did you did you think any of the idols would be played? So Janine has an idol, which she could have used for Ellie. Cody has an idol, which he was still potentially a target. He could have used his. And Gabler has an idol, which, as far as we know, can only be used at this tribal council. And then it's just kaput. It's done. Did you think any of them were going to be used? I thought the only one was janine that was relatively likely to be used but then again it's very hard for me to remember who has all of them and factor that into everything i've seen leading up to this so um because because that's the thing i'm sure there was like if you gave them enough time to think about this there would have been reason for any one of them to use an idol probably not cody but like you yeah like it it could and should always be in play if you're playing the game right but ultimately the best call is going to be just to use it for yourself yeah at at this point in the game yeah at least you know to save one person when there's still 13 left in the game would be would be would be a tough call yeah um so i from that standpoint i'm glad janine didn't play it 
but but the other thing is if you're gabler and you know you only have it for one vote you can at least get creative with it and try something so my thought here and i don't know if gabler from what he's shown us could think this far ahead is that if he plays his idol would that then spook janine into playing hers for ellie because if 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 his whole game plan is getting Janine and Ellie to believe that they're voting together, he wouldn't play it for for Cody or somebody else, and he, and he can't play it for himself because he because he's safe. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, didn't didn't think about that in my hypothetical situation of Gabler maybe having a use for it. So now, yeah. I, I could see someone like, like an Owen or Sammy giving Gabler that idea saying, don't play your idol. It'll, it'll scare Janine off the plan and she'll play hers for Ellie. And our whole plan go, goes down, goes down the tubes. Um, and it, it wouldn't really be anything we would have to see because the end result is just no idol, but that would be the reason I wouldn't play it in his position because yeah, you're right that if you have an idol and it's only good right now and you're not in danger, it's a great moment to make a play or save, save a potential ally. Um, or maybe, maybe he just didn't want to draw attention to himself. Maybe he wasn't sure that Cody was worth saving at this point in the game, that he wouldn't want to put himself out there in the open like that. Um, but I think not playing it to keep the plan intact is, is probably the best play. And so whether or not that was his thought process, it worked out that way. That's my thought, at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much more to say about yeah, that's, that. That's fair. Yeah, but then then at the end, um, Janine's read on Gabler was wrong. Huge shocker there. Um, Ellie's voted out. I do I do have um, the votes up. Where did that go? And it was basically unanimous um so jesse or janine and jesse had no vote carla voted for owen noel voted for cassidy owen i'm sorry uh yeah owen and ellie voted for james um ellie and then everyone else voted for ellie so it was seven two one one the only part of that that made sense to me well actually two parts all the votes going on ellie but also ellie and owen owen voting for james i don't know how the other two end up on different pages yeah car uh, carla on owen that one seems i mean at least um noel voting cassidy at least cassidy at one point in time was talked about as the vote. So I can make that make sense to me, even if it shows that you maybe weren't in the loop in the end. At least you kind of had an idea there. But Carla for Owen, unless I'm forgetting something, Owen was never mentioned as a possible vote. Um, Was there ever... Who were they going to try and split it? Uh, there was mention of splitting it at one point, but I think that was James and Cassidy, maybe. I yeah, don't I don't know. ever remember Owen being even mentioned, even as even as a decoy vote. 
Yeah. Interesting. I, I, because I hope we do, I doubt we'll get it. I hope we get some insight from, from Carla next week as to what that vote was for. But that one, that one's strange. That one's pretty strange. Um, but yeah, Ellie with almost as unanimous as you can get in a 13 person vote at the merge. Um, now, do you think that being separated from Ellie now will help Janine that they're, that she's still in a huge tribe that they're now not seen as a, as a really tight twosome that she'll can maybe fly into the radar a little bit. Yeah, it, it could help her in that way. I, man, I feel like she's just, I, I don't think of her as enough of a threat where anything could significantly help or hurt her, but I guess like this, this would help her. Yeah. Getting. Yeah. I was just thinking that anytime there's an obvious twosome. Yeah. People notice that. And now when one half of that is gone, I feel like it'd be very easy to kind of push her to the, to the back burner. Although Sammy, Owen and Gabler and whoever else, whoever else they've told, no, she has an idol. So they might try to target her because of that. Yeah. Um, I guess it helps her in this way that like being so heavily associated with Ellie was bad for her game. And now this is just a nothing for her game. Yeah. Cause I don't think she done anything like Ellie was kind of the problem as the way the tribe saw it. I don't think anyone really had anything against Janine that she was just kind of associated with her. So it's yeah. kind of cutting out the, the bad part and, and we'll see. A lot of game left to play. But yeah, Gabler's idol. That's that's the thing. I I think there maybe is a what do you think? Do you think his idol's done? I I wouldn't think so. <laughs> like, but I guess he was at the tribal voting, so because yes. I'm I'm pretty sure because I, I would view it the same as if he had individual immunity and I don't think that that would negate the timing of the idol that I think that the wording when he found it said the first two tribal councils you attend. I don't think it said anything about that you attend and are vulnerable or attending can be voted for. I think it just said you attend. So yeah, I, I, think I would right. bet his idol is done. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, as much as we made fun of Ellie and Janine for not for thinking he didn't know how his idol worked, this is a spot where maybe he does think it's still good. <laughs> now that would be great. That would be hilarious if Janine and Ellie are like technically proved right, even though it was done in the total incorrect manner. And one of them's gone by the time it happens. So that'll be something to keep an eye on next week. But I I'd imagine that he that that he that he knows. I just have to believe that he either knows or clarified it with production and asked, if I don't use this tonight, is it a nothing idol that has no power? Off to Ghost Island 2.0 for you. Yeah, yeah. Um man, I I hope it continues to be a thing. That's my stance on it. Like, I, like I hope he wins individual yeah. next week. 
Well, it just yeah, like I I hope the the mystery drags on in in somebody's mind about this. Yeah. I mean, he could also be saving it for a fake idol too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, a lot of possibilities there, but man, that man is just I mean, we've talked about our, our issue with the casting. No issues with Gabler. No issues with Gabler. Nope. Um and and honestly, like big picture wise, probably the funniest part of this episode was that like there was only one name thrown out at the merge feast and it's who went home. Like it worked. That was, that was like the one thing that made me briefly consider it wasn't going to be Ellie. Cause that, cause she's the first and from what we saw only specific name at the feast. All this chaos happens. It's still Ellie. Like, there's no way it just sticks through at the first vote and then sticks through with ease. Yeah. Like, just going around and everyone's saying, I don't know. Just not this person. Okay, we can't agree. And then Gabler just goes, eh, let's let's vote Ellie out. <laughs> and And then they just do. <laughs> like... Take out everything in between. That's hilarious. Because he said it so casually, too. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, man, this this woman, man, she's been on my case from day one. She yells at me. She does this, that. She went to my bag, so I won't forget that. So, yeah. Just, just, just like, okay, dude, let's, let's roll with it. Yep. And every, everyone else, I, I'm pretty sure they're just like, yeah, that was a thing that happened. And let's just go with it. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, it didn't quite happen like that. Although it's funny to think about it like that. I mean, obviously by him throwing her name out that it just put the heat on her and she handled it terribly. Yes. This was one of the worst episodes. I mean, I'm, I'm so bad at remembering specific episodes in terms of how someone handled being on the chopping block, but off of my f- admittedly very flawed memory, this is going to be up there as one of the worst <laughs> in terms of how it was handled by that player. Yep. But I, I was great. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a yeah. lot of fun watching her flail and flounder and I guess drown ultimately. Yeah. In spectacular fashion. Yeah. Oh, it was the one thing I wanted. I wanted to make sure I didn't didn't forget her her closing words to the tribe when she gets she gets voted out rolling my eyes over here already i I remember yeah y'all see what happens when you trust gabler it's like yeah you you get a plan that works (laughs) 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 that's what happens (laughs) uh yeah and it's like well i i wouldn't know what happens when you trust gabler because you never trusted gabler yeah so I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that either. Because because she because even though Janine told her that she thought Gabler was on their side, Ellie never believed it. So she never trusted Gabler. And seven people at least did. And so yeah, you get an easy vote. It's what happens when you trust Gabler. <laughs> oh, I hope that he's gotta win. Come on, Gabler. 
I I would love it so much if he just turns the game on its head and just just runs it from here to the end. Just a clean sweep at the final tribal. What this will be? This will be my random um, big picture season question for the episode. Because last week I I wanted to talk about like who we thought had the best chances of winning. Um, mm-hmm. What combination of three people do you think would be the most entertaining at final tribal council? Okay, let me see who's who's in. Um, I mean, Gabler, I thought was a given for even asking that question. Um, Owen, I like Owen, but he, I don't think he wouldn't be like entertaining necessarily in the way that I think you're thinking. Um, I mean, I, I think want, I got two. I think I have two of them. I want to say Cody just because he's he's Cody, and he would pr- for sure provide some laughs. Um, maybe Ryan just because he has no feel for what's happening in the, in the game. I, uh, I have kind of a weird mix. Um, I feel like if this final three happened, it would there'd be a clear and obvious winner, but like watching Gabler, Sammy and Carla would be so weird. I I was thinking honestly a little bit about, about that exact three because Gabler speaks for himself. Sammy is just so energetic and, and young and he's got the game, but he's so like in your face and Carla is just calm, straightforward, gets the game, knows what's happening. That'd be a great, great three-person final. I I think it'd be a Carla sweep if she was against those two. Um, like she just come out looking so much more put together and and on top of things. But yeah, yeah. see, I feel like Sammy in what he was saying would be good, but he speaks so aggressively that I'm I'm not sure he's a good player. You you definitely think more highly of him than I do. I maybe he's just gotten good confessionals, but but when he has the time at least to think back on it, I I do think most of his confessionals have been pretty much on point. I need to see a little but, more of him. But I'm just Yeah, I I would like Noel in the final just because she she talks in like a funny way. Like when she says she's when she says things like friggin' all the time, I need a, a final tribal with like a thousand friggins because it'd be hilarious. Cause I love that word because no one uses it anymore. Um, but I do think Gabler, Sammy, Carla would be great. Or or Gabler, Sammy, Jesse. Though Gabler, Sammy, and someone someone level headed, I think would be solid. Yeah. But I yeah. think the, the main crux of this argument is. Gabler and literally two other people who who cares who they are as long as Gabe is in that final cycle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Several weeks ago, I would not have I would not have guessed that I would be. I actually I would have guessed I would be this entertained by Gabler, but I would not have expected him to still be here. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm wondering how long it can last because I do wonder if he would have made himself a target had he been able to become a target this week. 
Yeah. I would I, love if he just I feel like Ellie didn't know where to turn because she couldn't turn it back on him without just wasting her time. Yeah. This happened in, I think it was the last season of Australian Survivor in the Blood versus Water, where at, at tribal councils, people would turn it on the person who was immune, the, like the clear target. Would, would try to turn the argument back against that person, just wasting your time and words on someone who literally cannot be voted out right now when you are in danger. And she didn't know what to do when her one easy target wasn't available. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tough spot, but poorly, poorly executed. We loved um, it. Yeah. I was, what I was saying is like, I would love if, Gabler is just the most erratic player up until the merge. And then he just like goes away <laughs> and doesn't do anything notable and like makes it to the final. And he, he essentially would have to do that to make it to the end. I feel like. Yeah, it'd be his, his one in terms of just getting to the end, he could definitely be seen as that. Oh, well, we're all, you know, the goat, I'll for sure beat Gabler, but can you last 13 more days or whatever with his nonsense and absurdities on the island? Can you, can you trust that you can, like, are you able to trust his decisions and his actions and his words, or is he too erratic to keep in the alliance? That's where he's going to falter. We've seen what happens when you trust Gabler. Yeah. That was, I, I, that was just so good. I laughed so hard when she said that. Cause it's like, yeah, <laughs> you, get, you get an effective plan is, is what you get apparently, which I wouldn't have guessed either, you know, to her credit, I would have no. thought it would be a disaster, but people trusted Gabler and they got an easy merge vote, which you don't always get. Yep. But now we're in the thick of it. We're basically hitting the home stretch. We're officially in the merge, Jared. Everyone is a part of the merge tribe. They, they have, have their buffs. Left. And I want well, I don't think I missed it. Ellie's not on the jury. Like Jeff didn't say that, correct? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. That's yeah, that's that's what I that's, that's what I was assuming. That's what I was assuming. So I I would think the jury will start. Wait. We'll start next week, do you think? Did they do nine person juries the last two seasons? That seems right. Or was it eight? I don't know how they could do an episode again without this person on the jury. Like the next person that goes home. Like it'd just be another person randomly going home. Yeah, season 42 was an eight-person jury. And 41 was an eight-person jury. Unless they're oh. gonna do a, I mean, maybe they'll just do nine, which would be which would be great. Um, but I really hope that this doesn't mean they're doing a a juror removal twist. Yeah. Oh, let's not go there. Let's not go there until we have to. <laughs> Hopefully, they're just doing a nine person jury. Yeah, that would, that would be the best case with what they have left. Yep, absolutely. All right. Um, anything else on the merge episode, episode six, Jared? Nope. 
Nope. Uh, still, still uh, holding on to hope that it will remain solid. Yes. I, and once again, I know we talked, I think it was last week, about how, for us at least, the boot order has been really good from a television personality standpoint. I think Ellie was probably the biggest personality that we've lost so far. But I'm I'm still very happy from that standpoint with who we have left in the game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, setting up very well for a good home stretch. Yes, 100%. And we'll be here the whole way. Um, in a week or two, we'll keep you updated. You might have a couple day changes on the release. Next week is normal. I think it's the following week that might be a day later with with Jared out of town and Chris subbing in is the plan. Um, but we'll let you know on that when it, if, and when it changes or when it changes, I should say. Um, so be sure to make, make sure you're subscribed Apple, Spotify, and where you listen so that if we do change the day and you forget, you can get it automatically when it does come out and you can follow us on social media, Twitter at llama talk pod, Instagram at talking llama pod. And Jared, do you watch the white Lotus? No. HBO show. This the Mike white show. Add it to my list. Add it to your list. Season two premieres this Sunday and over on the gnome boys, we're going to be doing recaps every week. I think those are going to be out every Wednesday is the plan. Um, but again, just subscribe to the gnome boys. If you are interested in the white Lotus season two recaps, should be a lot of fun. Um, check out season one on HBO max. If you've not seen it yet. It's a lot of fun. Mostly new cast, new location, kind of an anthology series. Good stuff. Um, but that's survivor adjacent. So works here with Mike white survivor legend in his own right. Uh, but for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we'll see you next time for another script that could be.